You're listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast with Dr. Cameron Marshall. Ask Concussion Doc is a show where we answer your questions about concussions, treatment, and rehabilitation to help practitioners better manage these injuries. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ask Concussion Doc, episode 21. As you can see, we are in a new venue. A little change of plans. Trying to get closer to the wireless router so that we don't lose signal as we have in previous episodes. Anyway, as always, I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Marshall. And today we have uh, three questions. Two of them are actually more about rehab and treatment for persistent symptoms. And one is talking about a question we get tons of times. I actually got this last night from a parent. How many concussions is too many? So hopefully uh, you guys learned some stuff today. So the first episode is, um, I actually won't even say the name, but uh, I just got a neck massage after two years of concussion and now I feel crazy sick and lightheaded. Now, if any of you have had persistent concussion symptoms and have had any type of treatment following that, uh, particularly around the neck and it's made you worse, um, there's a good reason for that. Now, it also tells you something interesting about your condition. If the symptoms become worse following neck treatment, that obviously tells you that your neck can cause a lot of the same symptoms that you experience with concussion. And actually, this was a study that I did in partnership with the University of Buffalo a few years ago as we looked at patients with persistent whiplash symptoms and patients with persistent concussion symptoms and we tried to see if we could tell the difference between them. And we actually could not. The symptoms of whiplash or neck dysfunction, neck injury, are the exact same as the symptoms of concussion. And one of the best treatments for people with persistent concussion symptoms is treating the neck. And the reason is because the symptoms are likely not due to the concussion anymore and the treatment of the neck can alleviate the symptoms that they're experiencing. So things like headache, dizziness, nauseousness, even confusion, blurred vision, all this stuff. And actually what we looked at in our study, we found that there was absolutely no difference between concussion and whiplash on things even like vision, blurred vision, uh, blurred vision visual disturbances, balance impairments, uh, cognitive function issues, uh, memory impairments, all the things that you would attribute to brain issues were actually just as prevalent in people with whiplash or neck injuries. And so the fact that you had a neck massage and now you feel crazy sick and crazy lightheaded, that's actually a good thing. That's actually a really good sign because that tells us that whatever they did to your neck provoked some things, but also the symptoms that you're experiencing came on way stronger. So that tells you how involved your neck is in this particular condition. So I would encourage you to go back and do it again and do it more and do it more because there's obviously a problem there and it's obviously causing the symptoms that you're experiencing. So once you get that figured out, each time you do it, and I have to explain this to my patients a lot all the time as well because we'll start in, we'll go through the process and figure out what's going on with them and we'll get to the point where we realize that this is actually a neck issue and then we'll start working through the treatment on it and after the first session, 
I'll often either get an email or a phone call being like, oh my God, I'm so much worse right now. Like I'm so dizzy. My headache has come back and all these things. And that actually, that's a good sign because that tells us that just by playing with your neck, we've provoked some of the symptoms you've been experiencing, which tells us that those symptoms are actually neck related issues. And once we kind of clean that up and get through that process, the next time I treat you, you're not as you're not as bad afterwards. The third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, now you're just building on that progress. So the fact that you had some symptom increase after that tells me that there's a big neck issue to what you're experiencing and you should be going back for further treatments to try and release those tissues and try to help you along because after the next one you won't be as sore and you'll actually start to improve and feel better and better and better but it takes a few sessions of doing this oftentimes patients will make the mistake of stopping because it made them worse and that is actually the wrong approach because now you won't you you won't fix the issue that's that's there and so don't be afraid go back continue with the treatment i would say Next question, how many concussions is too many concussions? This is one we get tons. Like I said, a, a parent asked me this last night. Their kid had had two previous concussions, and they were really concerned about, you know, what happens if they get a third one or a fourth one or a fifth one, and they actually have taken them out of all contact hockey out of fear of, of concussions and how many is too many. And the answer is that we don't really know. Um, they used to say that if you had had a certain number of concussions, like three or four concussions, then you'd be like, you know, pulled out of sports and, and whatever else. But there actually isn't a magic number for people. The best way to describe this really, as far as what we know, it, it seems to be more related to not the number of concussions you've had, but the recovery that you've had between each of those concussions. So I'll take this back now to some of the animal studies that have been done in this area where they will subject a mouse or a rat to repetitive concussions to try and see, you know, what happens at various, you know, time points of the recovery, et cetera, et cetera. And what they find is that um, actually one of my favorite studies to quote on this, uh, I think it was Meehan, and this is a few years ago, but they took they had three groups of mice, actually four groups of mice. First group was, let's say, a sham group that didn't have any type of impact delivered. The second group was a group that had a concussion every single day for five consecutive days. The next group was a group that had a concussion every single week for five consecutive weeks. And the third group was a group that had a concussion every single month for five consecutive months. Now, the recovery of a concussion in a rat from a energy deficit, concussion causes an energy deficit within the brain. For a rat, that's about a five to seven day kind of process. So about that one week mark. For humans, it's much, much longer. It's about three to six weeks, somewhere in there. Now, what the researchers wanted to see was what the long-term effects were and also what the acute effects were. The group that had a concussion every single day for five days was still impaired one month later compared to the sham group. And then even one year later, that group was still impaired compared to the sham group. The group that had a concussion every single week for five weeks tended to be worse, but it wasn't statistically significant. 
the group that had a concussion every single month for five months was no different than a group that had never received a concussion, both at the acute stage, one month after their final injury, and one year after their final injury. So we have no acute effects. We also have no long-term effects. So it's not necessarily the number of concussions you get. It's more so what the recovery was like between each of those successive concussions. Now, if we take that and say the animal recovery is a five-day process, the human recovery is a three- to six-week process, the fact that we are going through this symptom-based approach to clearing people, symptom-based approach to injury management means that we're constantly putting athletes at risk for having subsequent concussions during that vulnerable period where those injuries can be cumulative and too close together. Right? We want to be getting closer to that you know, three to six week mark before we're clearing an injured athlete rather than what we're currently doing, which is the one to two week mark. That's right in the middle of that recovery time. That is when dangerous things are happening. And that's why I think we're seeing these problems in professional sports. What I always say is, do we have a concussion problem or do we have a concussion management problem? It's my speculation that it's more of a management problem. We are clearing athletes too soon. And that's why concussions are becoming a long-term problem for athletes as they go through life. So not necessarily the number of concussions you get, but what your recovery is like between each of those concussions, making sure that the athlete is fully recovered, not just from a symptom standpoint, but also from a metabolic energy deficit standpoint. This is when things like objective testing, uh, comprehensive baselines, uh, you know, assessing various physical and cognitive met levels can help you to understand when that person is safer to go back to their sport. Next question. Uh, how symptomatic should rehab exercises be with post-concussion syndrome? So like the first question, treatment of the neck made this person worse temporarily, right? This person should actually be going back and getting more treatment because they've actually uncovered the fact that their neck is probably contributing a lot to their symptoms. Now with this one, with other types of rehab in concussion, it's going to exacerbate symptoms. So vestibular rehab is going to make people symptomatic. Visual rehab is going to make people symptomatic. Uh, exercise rehab is potentially going to make people symptomatic. Now with the old school mentality of how we treated concussions was if anything caused symptoms, you got to pull back. Don't do it. If your symptoms are getting exacerbated, that means you're making things worse. The new kind of school of thought is adaptation and habituation. Whatever makes you symptomatic means that that's a problem for you and you should probably be doing more of it so that you get used to it so that it's no longer it no longer causes symptom exacerbation for you once you get to the point. For example, if you're doing gaze stabilization exercises, if you were to look at a target and you're going to turn your head side to side, just like this, okay, that is going to be provoking for a lot of people with persistent concussion symptoms. If so, that means that your rehab should be this every single day twice a day, progressive until the, until the point where you can get through two straight minutes of this while walking up and down a hallway or you know whatever other task you want to add to it, until that doesn't cause symptoms anymore, that becomes your rehab. So 
how symptomatic should you be able to get to before you kind of pull back? The rule of thumb is five out of 10. So if we're talking dizziness, you're gonna do this, right? You're gonna start at a lower rate and you're gonna gradually increase. You're gonna turn your head side to side like this while staring at a target. You're gonna do that in the morning and you're gonna do it at night for let's say 10 reps each way. Once you can get to 10 reps, then you're gonna to go to 15 reps, then you're gonna go 20 reps and you're gradually gonna build up till you can do two straight minutes. But as you do that, if your dizziness level hits a five out of 10, just stop, take a break, let everything kind of calm down. Wait till that dizziness subsides, not completely because you may be dizzy all the time, but wait till it drops down to a comfortable level and then do it again. Feel dizzy again, goes up to a five out of 10, take a break, stop, wait till it subsides and then do it again. I get dizzy when I do that and I don't have a concussion injury. So when you have a concussion injury, this provokes a lot of things and it's not dangerous for you. You're not making yourself worse. All you're doing is provoking symptoms. It's very temporary. You're going to feel like crap, but that's what you have to do. You kind of got to go through the crap before you can um, kind of get out of it. Um, one of the best, I guess, examples or ways to analogies, I should say, to explain this is let's say um, you're, you, you, you want to run a marathon. You can't just go out, like I can't go out right now and just run a marathon. I would have to start very, I'd have to start at let's say 3K, right? 3K, then 5K, then 10K. And I'd probably be sore after 5K. Does that mean I should stop running because my legs are sore because I went for a 5K run? Well, no, that means I'm just out of shape. The next time I go for a 5K run, I probably won't be as sore. The third time I do it, I probably won't be as sore again and I'll get less and less and less sore. And then 5K will actually be super easy for me. So then what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna bump it up to 10K. I might be sore after my first 10K, but then I'm gonna do it again, and now I'm not sore as much. Then I'm, you know, I keep going, I keep going, I keep going. Now 10K becomes easy for me. Now I'm gonna to go to 15, then I'm gonna to go to 20. And eventually, I'm gonna be able to get up to my marathon. So people with concussion will take a look at this and be like, oh, this makes me dizzy, I'm never doing it again. That's the wrong approach. It should be, this makes me dizzy. I'm going to continue doing this until it doesn't make me dizzy anymore. So the rehab a lot of times for concussion is habituation and adaptation. Whatever causes you symptoms means that you should actually be doing more of it. And that's why seeing somebody who has training in this can help to guide you and help to reassure you when you have these issues. They can pick up where the issues are, what the systems are, what systems are involved, and then what's the rehab progression for you and then when you're having these types of questions, you can actually lean on them to help guide you through the process. They're your coach. They're your trainer, right? They're your run coach. They're your, they're your personal trainer. They're your, they're your cheerleader. They're everything to you. So you make sure you find a good one. Make sure you find someone with you know, concussion-specific training, not necessarily just training in one particular area like you know, cervical spine or vestibular or whatever. Try to find somebody who understands concussion injury um, as a whole. There's the three questions. Send us more, we're running low. We need more questions. We gotta keep, keep this going, keep answering the questions. So send us any questions you have regarding uh, rehab, anything clinical based. See you guys next week, cheers. Thank you for listening to the Complete Concussion Management Podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a review. Have questions about concussion management for future episodes? 
Submit them to our website, Facebook, or even Instagram. See you next time.